Ten. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, happy Wednesday. Glad you're with us. Short show tonight because, I don't know if you've heard or not, the Bucks are playing game two. We'll talk to Greg Matzik live from Fiserv Forum after 6.30. Uh, we will hand it over to coverage for game two of Bucks Heat at 7.30. So if you are here for the game, welcome. Stick around. We'll have some Bucks talk and talk about a whole lot of other things. We always welcome you to get involved, don't we? Sure, it's 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talking text line. Old National Bank, get old. If you call in, you'll be talking to Tommy. He is producing the big broadcast, so be nice to him. And if you want to text, let's start out with our text question of the night. I'm feeling sporty today, Tommy, so uh, how about some predictions for tonight's Bucks game? Your prediction for tonight's Bucks game, 855-616-1620. That is the old National Bank you know, talking text I, I line. don't want to get ahead of myself here, but that, that, Please doubt, do. that, Please do. that doubtful, questionable call from yesterday, I was all over that, right? Yes, you were. You were. You did say, uh, you know, yesterday doubtful, today up, Giannis upgraded to questionable. Doesn't mean uh, he's going to play, but I did say his doubtful should really be questionable, upgraded already. You did say that. I'm not going to make you pull the tape. I remember you saying that. <laughs> Nobody's uh, calling your your judgment into question here, Tommy. You did say that. That's. I would say if you're a Bucks fan, that is that is good news, because yes, there, nobody knows right now if he's going to play, uh, but this has happened before, where he was doubtful, then he gets upgraded, and uh, it happened against the Heat. So we will see. I'm I'm guessing, and this is purely hypothetical, and we'll ask Greg about it later when he joins us from Pfizer Forum, but um, I'm guessing a guy like Giannis and most professional athletes, if they can play in the big games, they will. Now, I know, Tommy, you also said, listen, rather have him healthy for down the road, but... You know, when when you're in the playoffs, every game is important. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him, but I don't know. We'll get we'll get some live updates. Uh, do you want to make any more predictions since you've your prediction from yesterday held true? Is there anything you would like to go out on a limb and predict today? Ooh, okay. Um, let's go Bucks by ten or more tonight. Bucks by ten or more. Yeah, bouncing back from like a that. an aberration of a first game. Are they going to be able to? Are is it going to be a combination of them holding, you know, shutting down the Heat's three-point reign, which they were doing uh, the other night? Uh, will it be that Jimmy Butler plays back to his regular status, which is still good, but not like he had the other night, or something else? I think game gonna... one they just got to shake off some rust. I, their defense not up to the par of what they usually go with. I think they would say that too. I yeah. think they figure it out a little bit. They go back, look at some of the tape, and uh, yeah, I think they bounce back big today. When not that we're a gambling podcast and no, gamble responsibly, never. the line was nine and a half for oh, that right? for, okay. um, for the first game of the of the series. When Giannis was doubtful, it was six and a half still for the Bucks, and I, I'm still thinking that 
10 points tonight if Giannis is playing for sure. All right. Well, you know our man Justin, who produces this show later in the week, uh, is a degenerate gambler. And he also writes, and I've told I'm not talking out of school. I've told him this to his face. But he also writes a lot of uh, basketball stuff. So when you say the line, I know he's on there probably probably laying down a lot of bets. If I'm you not got Bucks guy. at six and a half today, you're probably feeling pretty good, is all I'm saying. Now with Giannis being questionable. All right. Look at Tommy coming in with some more predictions. Jeff predicts Bucks by two. Uh, the 2 6 2. Bucks lose tonight by 12. Go to Miami and get swept in four. 262, that that's, is a hot and incorrect take. There's that's <laughs> that would be uh, that would be impressive. Almost. Yeah, if they I, if they lose all four games, that would be <laughs> insane. I don't see any possible way that happens. It would probably be one of the biggest upsets in playoff history. Yes. And I'm not being a homer, but look at the look at the talent on both teams. There's absolutely no way that happens. Now, you know. Maybe the series goes a distance, but the, no chance the Bucks are getting swept in four. No, they're not the Mariners. You know, that's for the uh, that's for the Brewers to do. Go out to the West Coast and sweep. The Bucks aren't getting swept by the Heat. Forget about it. All right, listen. Um, the, <laughs> from the four one four, the only way the Bucks get swept in four is if they don't show up. Agreed. Yeah, they just stay home. They're like, you know what? Eh, it's been a long season. Kind of tired. I, you know, then you, you know, we win it again. We got to go a parade. It's a whole big thing. Then we'll just stay home. No, that is that is not going to happen at all. Uh, as I said, we're going to get the update uh, from Greg Matzik. He's at the game. We'll talk to him uh, after six thirty. In a minute, I want to come back and I want to talk to you about punishment and just punishment. The case I'm going to present to you seems pretty clear-cut that the person who perpetrated this should be hit with a severe punishment. But I'm wondering if you're going to go for it. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. 855-616-1620 is the old National Bank talking text line. Your prediction for Game 2, Bucks Heat tonight. That's our text question of the night. More after this, WTMJ Night. Oh, baby. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. We will keep you updated on the weather throughout the evening. Thank you, Wyatt, for that update. From the 414, answering our text question of the night, your prediction for tonight's Bucks game against the Heat. The Bucks win in a gentleman's sweep beginning tonight. All right, that kind of offsets the other the other tweets or the other text from somebody who's predicting the Bucks getting swept in four. I think they started their 420 day celebration a little early. Could be uh, could be hitting the pipe. I don't know, but uh, all right. Sportsmanship is, you know, the the cornerstone of the game. I I I really believe that, and we've seen some really horrible examples of that in the professional realm lately and it's trickled down and if you've been to college games high school games there is there's a level there's still a lot of good sportsmanship but there is a level of pro wrestling that's thrown in and bad sportsmanship and sore losers and when somebody steps out of line i think they need to get severely punished so it sends a message to other athletes that hey this is not going to be tolerated. I want to know how you would punish 
this particular athlete. He's a high school wrestler from Oak, Oak Park, Illinois, which is a uh, very close-in western suburb of Chicago. He's an eighth grader. He's not even a high school. He's an eighth grade wrestler. Uh, he's become the target of a police investigation because he had lost a match 14 to 2. Now, I'm guessing that's pretty bad. Um, the winner reached out to shake the boy's hand. The loser cocked back his arm, punched the guy in the face, uh, knocking him to the mat. He suffered a broken nose during the attack. The police haven't filed any charges yet, but the victim's parents and the general public are calling for the cops to throw the book at this kid, charge him with assault. One person said on Twitter, no place for that in our sport. Uh, somebody else said he should be off the team permanently. Absolutely violent, disgusting behavior, unbefitting an athlete of any age. I agree with all of that. This is a kid who should never put on a singlet again. And since he's in eighth grade, Oak Park is not a really big town. So if he's going to local high school, I'd suspend him for part. If he's if they're going to let him on the team, I'd keep him off for part of the the first part of the season too, just to see how this kid acts. Can people change? Sure. So I'm not saying he needs to be permanently banned from ever playing on the sport. But you know, eighth grade that's like 13, 14. Wrestlers usually in pretty good shape, pretty stocky. You, you punch somebody else, somebody in the face, that is assault. Now, granted, it would all be juvenile uh, court and things like that, but there has to be there have to be some repercussions for this because if not, I know I know a lot of people don't like to believe that kids mirror behavior that they see from other kids, but they absolutely do. Because kids are always looking to get away with stuff. And that's just being a kid. That's not an indictment of, of uh, preteens or teenagers. It's when we, were, when we were kids, we tried to get away with stuff too. That's just the nature of the beast. There's a lot of adults who still try to get away with stuff. So if you let this go, then what's to stop the next kid from doing it? And we use this example in our lives all the time for things and people just, eh, they shrug it off. No, that's not the case. Nobody's going to do this. They know that this is wrong. Do they? I don't think so. Tommy, were you uh, were you in any sports in high school, grade school, high school? Uh, I was. I was a wrestler, too. Were you a wrestler? All right. So, all right, maybe you can explain. First of all, 14 to 2 sounds like uh, he that is slaughtered. That is a big loss in okay. wrestling, yes. That's a big loss. So you if, get, they, if he would have scored two more points, they would have called the match wherever it was. It would be a mercy rule. Really? Yeah, 15 is the mercy. Now, is it one point per thing, or are there are there varying points? Like, do you get two points for a takedown and one yep. point for a reversal so usually or stuff like that? It's two points takedown, one point escape, two points a reversal, so that's if you're on the ground, and right. then back points or near fall is either two or three points. So depending on how long you keep them on their back without getting pinned. So 14 to 2, you probably ended up letting him go is what it was called cutting them to like yeah. score more takedowns on him and that's how he even got those points and then for sure got near fall points on him too. Wow. And and two points so this this other guy, the guy the perpetrator probably got one takedown 
or two. Well, two I'm escapes. guessing. I'm guessing. Yeah, he and he let him up. If he's beating him that bad, usually that's a pretty common practice to like let him up to score more points. Because once you're on top, especially in middle school and high school, there's not a lot of ways to score points other than just get him to the back. So he okay. probably let him up so he could take him down again. Oh man! All right. So you have a you have a unique perspective having done this. If that's happening, I, what you described the the guy who won the match letting him up to score more points is that a an accepted thing? Is that considered poor sportsmanship? Is that considered just part of wrestling? No, that's definitely part of the game, and it is definitely more. Mm, it's it it hurts more when you lose by technical fall, aka by fifteen points, rather yeah. than if you just get pinned, like just put me out of my misery kind of thing. Right, exactly. So okay. I do sympathize for that is a worse way to lose when you give up that many points. But yeah, I mean, I, every wrestling coach I would have had would have absolutely kicked that player off the team or wrestler off I, the team. That's got to be the least that happens. He's off the team for good for this year. Yes. Now I don't know when. It, when is wrestling season? Winter. Okay. So same it's probably time as basketball almost, in high school. So it's it's probably over by now. Right now it's probably club season. So club okay. season is usually non affiliated with the schools. You're wrestling with a a club. It's called. So yeah. you're entering these tournaments willingly, and it's all individual stats pretty much. But you wrestle under a club. Yeah, his stats aren't going to be good. Yeah, you've got to be at least he's got to be off the team, you know. And then if you know, if I'm his the freshman high school coach or wherever he's going to high school, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on this kid and go. Well, you know, you're on probation at first because I saw what you did. Everybody knows what you did. Uh, we're not going to have that on my team. And if you can prove to me that you've changed, then and you're you're. Qualified to be on the team, then okay. Well, and especially if, in a sport like wrestling, too, it's very discipline heavy and yes. a lot of repetitive and you know mental toughness. It is definitely much more of a chess match than it is a brute strength battle, even too. Oh yeah, because you, you're always you're if I do this, he's going to do out. that, so then I can do this. You're always thinking ahead in wrestling. And I can only imagine if somebody's got you in a hold, you need not only a high pain tolerance, but mental toughness to go, okay, this is this guy could snap my arm off right now. For sure, yeah. But I'm going to get into the mindset where I'm not going to let him snap my arm off right now. Everything's going to be chill for a little bit. That's one way to look at it. How did you feel about Vision Quest? Did you ever see the movie Vision Quest? Uh, no, I, you didn't put it on your list. I haven't watched it. Oh, it's a wrestling movie. But it's a wrestling movie about a a kid who also falls in love with this twenty-some uh, Linda Fiorentino, who for some reason comes to live at his house. And uh, oh my goodness, yeah, he's wearing it's Matthew Modine, and he's wearing the plastic suit, and he's sweating, and he's trying to because he's got to wrestle this one guy who's a legend, so he has to make weight uh, in a different class to wrestle this legend, a high school legend. And so it's his whole thing about getting ready. If you Ooh. were a wrestler, I, you, I thought you guys would all be sitting around watching that like every day before a meet. <laughs> no, no, no. More, more fox catcher than anything else. That's where we're. Oh my, that's too creepy. I'm not. I watched Fox Catcher. I was like, oh my god, no, thank you. <laughs> Watch Vision Quest today. Uh, much less uh, abuse. Okay. Th- than than Fox Catcher. 
The 920 says a group of his peers where he goes to school needs to take him out behind the woodshed. Yeah, I think the police may end up doing that. Because I do think I do think if they investigate, this sounds like a, a assault hands down. Um, the 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 picture of this kid dropping this other he sucker punched him. First of all, that's the you're a low class human being if you sucker punch somebody like that who is coming over to shake your hand, which you're supposed to do after a, a defeat anyway. So we'll see. Um, we'll keep an eye on this, Tommy. You can be our uh, high school wrestling correspondent as well and tell us uh, what you think if, when we find out if this kid gets... Uh... Now, what would be the most painful move to put on this kid to teach him a little lesson? If I if I got him... Not me. I'm not wrestling some eighth grader because you know that's going to lead to charges completely separate from this case. What would be the most painful thing? Rear naked chokehold or is that just UFC? That, that's definitely illegal, but... Um... It's a move called a splatel where it's pretty it's pretty rough looking. So if you want to Google that one, go ahead. I'm gonna Google it while we do this, because we gotta take care of some business and I'm gonna figure out what a splatel is. I know uh I know what a dreidel is, but now we're gonna learn what a splatel is on WTFJ Night. Let me just say this. Uh I I think if somebody tried to put me in a splatel, first of all, they would need so the jaws of life to spread my Legs and arms apart as far as that goes. Tommy, uh, were you ever splatled or the splatler? No, no, never. I, I don't move like that. No, that is, uh, wow, that is horrifying. But I Jeff, told you, that's, uh, probably the most exp that's probably the most painful thing I can think of. Yeah, that, would, that looks like it would rip you from stem to stern. It does not, it does not look fun. Uh, we're going to check in with Greg Matzik, who is at Fiserv Forum. So we're going to uh, we're going to find out what's going on in advance of Bucks Game Two, which of course you can hear here. All the pregame starts at seven thirty. Right now, though, it is only six thirty. So that means we're going to the WTMJ twenty four hour news center. Wyatt Barmore Pooley is ready to go. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Knights. You want to get a hold of us? 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. We're here till 7.30. Then it is pregame in advance of the tip-off. Game two of the first round of the NBA Finals. Of course, the Bucks taking on the Heat. Greg Matzik is at Pfizer Forum right now in advance of the game, and he has very generously agreed to join us tonight. Greg, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm just about to get my pregame free throws up. I hope they don't kick me out. Uh, we'll see what I can do. <laughs> well, I won't keep you. I don't want to keep you off the hardwood too long. Earlier in the day, uh, people got a little excited because Giannis had been uh, moved up to questionable. But is, has that changed as we're getting closer to the game? Uh, Giannis is out for tonight's game. He is not going to play. So I, I just got done hearing and listening and talking to Mike Budenholzer. Uh, he said, yes, he was upgraded to questionable. He did do some things on the floor today, but ultimately the sports performance group decided that he wasn't able to go. And, you know, consider the way that this series is spaced out. You get a couple more days off, a couple more days of treatment before you have to, you know, travel to Miami and take on the heat over the weekend. And, you know, maybe his chances of playing go up once they get on the road. He had that weird knee injury a couple of years ago, remember, in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Hawks. During that game, the Bucks just couldn't recover. They were blown out, similar to right. what happened in Game 1. But then they won games 
the final few games of that series without Giannis on the floor. So this team has done well without Giannis in the postseason. They tend to struggle when Giannis starts a game and can't finish that game. Well, Bobby Portis basically said that the other day. He said, if we know somebody isn't going to be in the game, we can, uh, we're can we ready for that. We've, we've made a game plan. We've adjusted to that. But it sometimes is disconcerting when somebody goes out in the middle of the game and then doesn't come back. So, I, I mean, that, it, that surprised me a little but because of the level these guys play at. But then it, may, it does make sense. I mean, it does. And Giannis can do things on a court that, God bless Bobby Portis, but he does some things that Bobby's just not going to do, right? So right. when you start developing what your offense is going to look like, your defensive scheme, that's all based on Brooke Lopez controlling the paint, Giannis coming over to clean up at the rim. And without Giannis, you only really have one true rim protector, and that's Brooke. So you even saw Mike Budenholzer go to a zone in game one, and it was Brooke on trying to guard Jimmy Butler in the paint. Like, there was just no answer for what the Heat were able to do. Right. This is not a good offensive team, the Miami Heat, but you would not have known that after watching game one. No, it was amazing. And, you know, Butler's got the reputation of coming out big in the playoffs, but that this had to be an aberration game one because as we watched, first of all, there was no answer for the amount of threes that Miami was sinking. Well, 60% is going to win you a lot of games in the NBA, yeah. <laughs> regardless of the month or, you know, time of year, preseason to postseason. Uh, and, and that just can't simply happen. And there were a lot of open looks. Once the open looks started to go in, the contested looks probably didn't look all that daunting when shot. Meanwhile, the Bucks had a lot of good looks that they just couldn't knock down. So I think it's twofold. I don't think the Heat can keep up 60%. And I also don't think the Bucks are going to shoot, you know, 24% from three. So hey, I look for both of those things to sort of even out a little bit. And I, I think it is advantage Bucks in that situation. But you've got to get the requisite stops. If this game's in the 130s again, you know the Bucks are not getting what they need out of their defense. Now you mentioned, you know, when when you're planning for you for when Giannis is in the game, you, you're planning it one way, offensively and defensively. What changes are the Bucks anticipated to make tonight, knowing that now Giannis is not going to play, Bobby Portis is going to be in? Where do the where do the changes come? to address what happened the other night. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more designed set for your bucket getters, right? And mm. and here we're, here's where it's challenging to be Drew Holiday. He put so much in on the defensive end that he, he typically doesn't have to carry the offense. But in games that Giannis missed and Chris Middleton missed, Drew Holiday picked up the scoring load uh, while Bobby was doing his thing and Brooke Lopez has been pretty consistent all year. But we really saw an uptick with Drew's scoring. He put so much in on the uh, defensive end, I almost give him a pass on offense if he has kind of an off-shooting night. But now you look at the way the rotation is set up, and you think to yourself, he can't have an off-shooting night. So I would imagine his play to be elevated a little tonight. You're going to see Pat Connaughton tonight because Wesley Matthews is out with an injury. Pat's sort of been nicked up and simultaneously out of the rotation, but I think he's back in the rotation tonight as a good rebounding guard and a three-point option. So, I mean, everybody's got to elevate a little bit, but I think Drew puts a little more on his shoulders offensively. Now, I know we talk about bulletin board material a lot when it comes to football. You know, there's always that old school, oh, somebody said something, we put it up. Do you think Jimmy Butler's uh, tweet the other night, it was bulletin board material at all? 
Uh, I, I don't even know if they have bulletin boards anymore. I think it's, I think <laughs> that, it's all. Flat, that's how old I am, Greg. <laughs> it's all flat screen TVs in the locker room, and uh, I think there's a whiteboard. Uh, okay, is it whiteboard marker. material? <laughs> yeah, I, look, these guys pay attention to everything, whether they okay. admit to it or not. You know, they, they, nobody's going to say anything to, uh, you know, infuriate the masses. But yeah, I do. I do believe the Bucks pay attention to what's being said about them. Um, they know they've got a job to do, and they're going to say all the right things, but. Absolutely, they're competitors. They're not going to, you know, fold up just because their best player is not playing tonight. I mean, you get one shot at the postseason, right? And you don't want to yeah. go down to Miami down 0-2. The Bucks have been out down 0-2 and come back and rebounded to win, but that was in Phoenix. That was in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's, it's a little different right now. You go down 0-2 at, at home, and that's a tough hill to climb. Now, I, I was thinking of you the other day when Stephen A. Smith made that the proclamation that uh, the Heat's injury to Harrow was more devastating to their team than Giannis being out for the Bucks. I tended to agree only because, you know, there are there are other tools on the Bucks. They have a deeper bench to make up for Giannis being out for a game or two. Did you agree with that take or not? I thought it was a ridiculous statement. Uh, you take the best player in the world off the floor, and that's a more devastating blow than a hot shooter. Mike, it just I, I, to put Tyler Hero in the same oh, yeah, breath it, as Giannis is it, to me that seemed out of bounds. Tyler Hero means a lot to the Heat offense. If they want another sharpshooter on the floor, they can find that in Duncan Robinson. And Hero okay. is an awful defensive player. Yeah. Right? And Duncan Robinson's probably right. worse. So. You're taking away the best two-way player in the league and the best player in the world. Leave Tyler Hero out of that sentence. He doesn't belong. <laughs> Keep his name out your mouth. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. All right. So as we're going in tonight, uh, what's the? Are, are people filing in already? Is the mood pretty good over at the Pfizer Forum? Yeah, gates are about to open here. It's about 90 minutes before game time that uh, people come in. So uh, you're starting to see some of the courtside club people come in. It's still early game warm-ups right now. They've got rally towels, white Fear the Deer rally towels on every one of the black seats that outline Pfizer form. So roughly 18,000 rally towels today. Nice. Pat Connaughton's on the floor getting up some threes. They got the blue court laid down, so the big, bold, blue state of Wisconsin with bucks and white lettering at center court. That's the logo. Looks like the Bucks are going to have their uh, black uniforms on again tonight, although it's hard to tell underneath the warm-ups. And members of the Heat getting their warm-up shots up as well. So this is the early warm-up phase. They're testing out the sound equipment, which appears to be working very well. Uh, and it's always heightened urgency come playoff time. So we look forward to it. Always very good. Before I let you go, Greg, and once again, thanks for taking some time. Is it going to be important for for the Bucks to get out to an early lead? Does that is that going to matter tonight? What do you expect to see pace-wise? Yeah, you know, the only lead the Bucks had in game one was 2 nothing. That was it. That was their biggest lead of the game. That was their only lead of the game. So, right. you know, find a way to win the quarter. Can you just get off to a good start and keep the crowd engaged? You know, as the Bucks were climbing them out and the crowd sort of came with them at points, uh, although the Heat had an answer and a silencer for every one of the Bucks' runs, you can't allow that to happen. It does work in tandem. The Bucks play, the crowd's energy. It's got to be elevated tonight here. you got to protect your home floor. Very cool. Well, we'll be looking forward to hearing your reports. Enjoy the game, and uh, thanks again for joining us. Look forward to talking to you again soon, Greg. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Take care. That's Greg Matzik, sports director of WTMJ. You also hear him every afternoon on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Uh, All right, let's do this. Then there's more.
It's WTMJ Nights. We are indeed already in progress. It's Brian Noonan. We're here till 7.30. Then it's Bucks basketball right here. All right, Tommy. Uh, we talked to Greg. We found out that Giannis is, in fact, out tonight. Your prediction was correct that he had been upgraded to questionable. Uh, how does this change your perspective, and do you want to change you know, any of uh, your prediction for tonight or game three you know brian i i can't i don't want to say this because i have no proof obviously but i almost said that he wasn't going to play for my prediction at the beginning today i was expecting him not to even though i talked about his upgraded status and i said that that probably isn't really shouldn't hold a lot of weight yesterday i had a feeling they would sit him out one game they're at home i mean it's going to be jumping there at the forum I don't think that it really should make a difference. I'm I'm still thinking plus 10. All right, still plus 10 tonight. This is very exciting. Tommy throwing down the big takes. Um, I don't know if you saw this yesterday. This worries me. Uh, as we talk, we always talk about keeping our country secure, protecting the presidents, uh, you know, locking down the White House. Did you see there was an interloper at the White House yesterday? I must a have toddler. missed this. Oh. Yes, a toddler crawled through the fence right outside. Mm. Uh, security systems at the White House instantly triggered a deployment of the Secret Service because I, I can only imagine there's sensors all over the fence line. Um, the Secret Service Uniform Division encountered what they called a curious young visitor along the north fence line after he briefly entered the grounds. Uh, the White House security systems instantly triggered them, and the toddler and his parents were quickly reunited. Uh, first of all, a horrible parenting. Sorry. If you have a toddler, you know toddlers run. You uh, keep them tethered to you, either in a stroller, uh, keep them. Now, I'm not a guy who is a proponent of the leash. Have you seen the kid's leash? Yeah, the That's leash not, is rough. That's a rough look. Yeah, I don't want I don't, I don't like kids on a leash, but... You know, I've seen harnesses. I've seen, uh, you know, like I said, kids in strollers. Plus, how do you, how are you not watching your kid long enough for them to crawl through the White House fence? The reason he was able to get through the fence is because a few years ago they raised the height of the fence. Well, when they raised the height of the fence, the width between the the uh, fence poles, the grates or whatever, um, the space between the pickets is now five and a half inches. Enough for a wee toddler to go jumping through. Now, if it's big enough for a toddler, I worry about, uh, you know, perhaps foreign governments. Sending terrorists, toddlers. Using toddlers or really small people. Really tiny people go in there. The tiny people, Tommy. We know them. We love tiny people. We love when they're in there. Sounds but like yeah. they, they're ready for those, though. It does sound like it. Even the toddler didn't get too far. <laughs> you got you got to imagine. First of all, just all the, the red terror, dots on this baby as it like instantly walks through. Oh no, there were there were you know their center mass. There were all the red laser the laser sights. Right, they were taking this kid out. If he had had a backpack on, that would not have been good for this toddler. But imagine, first of all, as a parent, you're terrified because you lost your kid. Now you realize, oh, I lost my kid. Hey, here comes the Secret Service with my toddler in custody. Probably, you know, using the zip ties, 
Kid's all hogtied. He can't go anywhere. That's the last time he's getting goldfish when he goes to the White House. Listen, we got to do some business. We can't be here goofing around talking about toddlers uh, taking over our government buildings. We have business to conduct on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Fire it all. The more audio, the better. That's what I say. Uh, we're here for another half hour. This is very exciting. After the news, if you were with us last night, uh, and if you've heard the show in the past, you know we do the drive through window. We like to talk about fast food. And we were talking about the improvements, the changes that McDonald's has made to the Big Mac, and how uh, we, we were a little forlorn that at this point you could only get it in Los Angeles, Phoenix, or uh, Los Angeles, Seattle, and Portland. And then we had a caller, a former Wisconsin resident, Bruce, who said that he would go to McDonald's for us and taste the new Big Mac and let us know if it's worth the wait. So after the news, my fingers are crossed. Tommy and Bruce have been in contact. Tommy, your your what's your level of confidence that this is going to happen? I would say good six and a half. All right, I'll take six and a half yeah, for right like, now. He he seemed pretty confident. He seemed pretty confident that he was going to give us a call. So he was very excited last night. I will say yes, that. Yes, he so, and he did call again after he was not on air to verify that he had to do this and what time. So I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. I made imaging for it. Even that's how confident I was. Wow. I'm a little worried. He said he was, you know, he was going to wear his Ichiro jersey, but a Brewers hat. So I don't know if he's excited about today's outcome with the Brewers sweeping the Mariners, or if he's going to be despondent and then forget and eat like a McChicken sandwich. I, I told him any of the hamburgers. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Here's some other McDonald's news. Uh, not not to drive through window. Just a quick uh, hey. Guess what's happening? McDonald's is now going to offer their Big Mac sauce all by itself. That's right, in little cups. You can get you can get extra Big Mac sauce because that's one of the things with the new Big Mac. They're they're slathering on extra extra sauce. I feel like you could do that if you wanted it already. W- would they put it on there? You think? I I've no people that would just get. Mac sauce on their cheeseburgers and stuff. Really? Yeah. Well, the reason, and and that might be, I'm not doubting you, but they're saying they're doing this so that it doesn't slow things down. Oh, okay. That it's going to come in the blue and silver Big Mac packaging as a throwback to the original, um, but they're offering it in the cup so that you can get it and you're not, you know, it's going to cut down on the custom orders and the weight and they're trying to keep things simple. You know, so if you want the extra sauce, sure, here you go. You can have it. Now, in 2017, I didn't realize this. They gave away 10,000 bottles of the sauce. I thought it was just ketchup and Thousand Island dressing. I must be wrong. We'll see. Well, after the news, we're going to find out if the uh, the new Big Mac is worth it. That'll be after the news, which comes your way after this. WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. My name is Bruce. Hi, Bruce. I'm Bruce. Bruce, the voice kept calling me Bruce. Well, you took the job, Bruce, so I suggest you get to it. 
Peanut butter, puppy chow, blizzard. I gotta ask, did you use the sauce? Uh, so I'm not a sauce person. Oh my gosh. Oh. I just didn't get it. just seemed very run of the mill. I haven't had one of these. Have you guys tried the new blackened chicken sandwich at Popeyes? KFC in the news because they are adding chicken nuggets. 21 pounds of Qdoba burrito he ate in 10 minutes. I will call it nothing but Dunkin'. We eat fast food quite a lot. We talk about it even more. Let's visit the WTMJ Nights drive through window with Brian Noonan and Bruce. Yes, unprecedented follow-up to the drive through window. Tommy, kudos again for the production. Very nicely played. Uh, again, last night, we were lamenting the fact that the new improved Big Macs were only available in Los Angeles, uh, Portland, Seattle, and then from out of nowhere, as if a gift from the fast food gods, we get a call from Bruce, a former Wisconsinite who is now living in Seattle, and he said he would go out and try that for us and call us back. And lo and behold, here's Bruce. Hi, Bruce. Welcome back. Well, thank you so much. Yes, I probably would not have gone to McDonald's uh, before the Brewer game uh, if it wasn't for you. But Well, I appreciate I that, and I have to... I have to ask, because you said you were going to the game today in your Ichiro jersey, but your Brewers hat. Now, the Brewers completed a sweep of the Mariners. How is your mood? Um, my mood is always good. There were a lot of Brewer fans there, so we had a good time. And uh, a couple of real nice-looking uh, Mariner chicks, too, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I think I do. I can conjure up that picture in my mind. So did you go to McDonald's after the game? Did you go before the game? What was your schedule like? I went before thinking of you guys, thinking that maybe if the game went extra innings, well, I uh, I would miss the call and I right. guess you would too. No, that's that was very responsible of you. Uh, well, thank you for that. Thanks. First of all, I just want to thank you again. This is uh, this is a lot of fun. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you said you'd do this and you made some time. So I appreciate that. So when you when you went to McDonald's today, what did you get? Well, I got a Big Mac, and uh, they even threw in uh, free fries, uh, and I had wow. a Coke as well. All right. So, yes. have you had Big Macs in the past? I have. I probably go uh, to uh, McDonald's, I'm going to say, every couple months, and that's exactly what I have. Uh, I was impressed by the new burger. Yes. Good. Definitely. All right. Tell us about it. Well, first of all, this is uh, – and who would even think about you – know, you, normally you just get a hamburger and you eat it, but now, uh, because of you guys, I had to analyze the hamburger <laughs> – First of all, no, seriously, the buns were a lot softer, kind of reminded me of an old girlfriend of mine. Um, and uh, what else? Seriously, um, burger was juicier. Um, the melted cheese, here I am, I'm thinking about every bite, and mm, I'm thinking about WTMJ. So, uh, yes, it was a, definitely a better sandwich, more sauce. And I had to look real close and, oh, are those white onions in there too? Oh, I'm in heaven right now. 
That's yeah. what I wanted to ask you about, Bruce, because I love onions, and they said they were going to put white onion in the patties to, to steam them and give it that extra flavor. So they were in there. They were, and it seemed, again, uh, that the burger was more grilled or had a grilled flavor to it than it has in the past. Wow. All right. This is this is very exciting. Tommy, uh, do you have any questions for Bruce about his uh, his experience? Because this sounds pretty much like just what they were McDonald's was telling everybody they were going to do. I'm I'm on the verge of tears of like the the growth of the drive through window here. And I, like amazing. you're not going to get this anywhere else, people like this is. <sighs> This is amazing. We actually have West Coast correspondents who are now That's getting right. the first edition of these new burgers. I'm I'm just so happy that we can enjoy this with Bruce. I can taste the burger from his descriptions. I can too. And Bruce, I I have to tell you, your the enthusiasm of your description is making me very hungry, and I say that with all seriousness. So overall, don't for, don't don't forget my old girlfriend's uh, soft buns. No, I like the soft buns. Love That's that I was going to ask you about the soft buns. Uh, were they dimply? Were they toasted? Uh, how did you? How did you? En- you it sound like you enjoyed the soft buns for a number of different reasons. I did. No, seriously, uh, it was a it was a softer sandwich bun, whatever you want to call it. And uh, normally, I think when you get a burger, you just you know shove it in your mouth. Right. But it was, and again, I was analyzing everything about that Big Mac, which I never would have done without WTMJ. Well, we're glad. Now, how did it? Did the melted cheese make a difference? Because you know, a lot of time with the Big Mac, you just get the cold piece of cheese on there, and I, you know, what, was it fine. messier? It was. was it messier because of this? There's more sauce, melted cheese. Did you find the burger it's messier? Pretty, pretty sloppy, and I loved every bite. Okay. All right. Well, this was, Bruce, this was phenomenal. Now, the fries are the same. Anything? Did you try anything else? Did you get yourself a little dessert when you were done, or were you just so ecstatic over this new Big Mac that you left uh, floating on cloud nine? No, I I just had a Coke and uh, uh, brought some of the fries. I smuggled them into the stadium uh, and uh, (laughs) shared them. Share them with my my, my uh, buddy who from uh, Wisconsin as well. Very nice. Now, do you want to shout out the uh, former girlfriend with the soft buns? Because last night you shouted uh, out your old hometown. Hey, hold it, hold it. Not, not with my wife here. <laughs> <laughs> she well, just Bruce in the door. Oh, see, she comes in. She's gonna hear you. Yeah, you don't want to be talking about old flames, even uh, even with us. When your wife comes in, that would not be good. I'm telling you, she was as hot and as juicy old stuff. Oh, Bruce, you're gonna be in trouble. You're gonna be in trouble. Well, listen, I can't thank you enough for doing this, Bruce. This was this was very exciting for Tommy and I. We love to talk about fast food. It sounds like you and enjoyed it quite a bit so I, I guess it's a win for everybody I can definitely hello thank you I definitely would recommend yes, about you all right so Bruce is recommending it unfortunately we no, won't get it till 2024 but uh you know Enjoy them. Enjoy them as many as you can, Bruce. That sounded you did a you did an excellent job describing all the all the new additions, the new flavors, and all of that. 
That, that was fun. That was worth it. Yes, that was a lot of fun. So, Bruce, thank you again very much. That was exciting, Tommy. We got to get, listen, we got to talk to sales now. We need drive through window merch it, because this is, uh, you know. This feels like a stepping stone, at least. I do, too. West Coast correspondent. We had celebrity guests like Justin Garcia on the drive through window. Uh, there, we could we could expand this into a whole big thing. It's a brand here, so somewhere. I think we need. It, it is definitely. Oh, listen, this is the kind of thing. This is the kind of thing that salespeople drool over. They love it because, like, oh, we could sponsor it. You know what else people drool over? Oh, their weed. Tomorrow's four twenty. Let's talk about that a little bit after this on WTMJ. This always, I always like when you play this. I don't know, it feels very late night fun. Just kind of nice like the It's like the outs, you know? Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, tomorrow is 420 day. All right, all right, all right. I don't know if you are, uh, I don't know if you avail yourself of the devil's salad, the herb, the Mary Jane, the tree. But uh, tomorrow is a celebration of all things cannabis, which I hadn't really, I hadn't really heard about this until, I don't know, maybe around 2000. I know it became a thing kind of in the nineties and maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard people make jokes about it. 420 at 420. Uh, but what does it mean? What does 420 mean? Um, it's a holiday celebrated by weed smokers, both in the United States and around the globe. It's a day for people to celebrate all things, like I said, all things cannabis. A lot of different stories about the origins of this, but the one that seems to have the most traction is it was unofficially founded by a group of high school kids in California. They were they called they were at San Rafael High School in the early 70s. They dubbed themselves the Waldos and they used to gather every day at 4:20 to uh, smoke a blunt to you know roll a number, have some fun, smoke up. They weren't dumb stoners though according to one of the original Waldos who's now 68. Um, he's he said we have Certificates for exceptional achievement, citizenship awards from school. We all were in after-school activities like sports and stuff. So 420 was the only time that they could all get together and meet up with all the, with all the extracurriculars they had. So they would get together every day. And around school, then, that kind of became the slang for when they were going to smoke weed, 420. But then... It started to spread outside of high school, and thanks to the Grateful Dead, it started to spread nationwide. One of the Waldos uh, told Time Magazine in an interview that the band helped popularize the term um, because he was working as a roadie for bassist Phil Lesh in The Dead. That I Can you imagine what that job was like in the 70s, being a roadie for The Dead? That man, if you, I'm surprised he could remember anything uh, about yeah, I was this. Just gonna say, you don't remember the job he did, but you know you were there. I know, yeah, I know I was there. I have the canceled checks. It seems pretty cool, but the the uh, around 1990, 
some deadheads in Oakland started distributing flyers inviting people to, quote, smoke 420 at 420 on April 20th. So one of the uh, people who got the flyers was a reporter at High Times Magazine, which I, I, I've never seen a copy of High Times Magazine. I don't even know if it's still around. Someone will tell me if uh, High Times is still around. But so they, he saw that. He, you know, printed the flyer. And then that was it. Everything started happening in 1990. The Waldos didn't begin to notice the holidays' far reach until the late 90s. Uh, they began to see it spray painted. The theories exist. Other theories do exist about the origin of it, but these guys say no. We are the ones. We started it, and that seems to be the official word. Most people say, yeah, it was the Waldos. They're, they meet every year on 420. Tomorrow they are meeting at the uh, Lagunitas Brewery in Northern California because Lagunitas made a beer and named it after them, the Waldos Special Ale, and it is uh, the flavor profile is dank. So yeah, 420. I know it's illegal in Wisconsin, so don't do anything uh, stupid, but if you're if you're meant to celebrate, maybe just celebrate at home. Maybe, uh, you know, you're celebrating 420 Day and you want to watch a movie. How about a couple stoner movies? There's a lot of good stoner movies if you are somebody who is in that uh, sort of mindset. If you want to uh, take a toke of stoner wisdom, of course, you must then watch The Big Lebowski. You ever seen The Big Lebowski, Tom? Love The Big Lebowski, yes. Oh, the, that rug really ties the room together. You know that. White Russians. White Russians, the robe, uh, they're nihilists, man. So, yes, if you want to, you know, if you want that, the Big Lebowski's a good one. I've never heard of this one, uh, but they say if you're celebrating 420 and you want your mind to get completely blown, you should watch Annihilation. I've never heard of this movie. Natalie Portman is in it. She stars as a biologist who ventures into a mysterious bubble-like area called The Shimmer. Jeez. Right there. Yeah. Just that <laughs> yeah. sentence, I go... Yeah, this is cool, man. Definitely all <laughs> over the place. Fun. You got to go into the shimmer. Uh, have you ever seen Reefer Madness? I have not. No. It is. Uh, it was a propaganda film that came out in the '30s, and it's about um, the madness of like if you smoke marijuana, you are going to throw people out of windows. You're going to go crazy. It is, you're going to commit murder. There's going to be suicide. Ooh, can we it's movie just, review it's this? It's going to be crazy. We, we should movie review this. If we All can right, find we, a copy Yeah, of we can it. watch Reefer Madness. Give it a movie review. Of course, you got to watch a little Cheech Chong up in smoke. Uh, James says watch Half Baked. Half Baked is a good one. Uh, the 414 says Grandma's Boy is a great movie to watch. Mac while and you Devin are, go uh, to high school. Uh, Pineapple Express is a good one. Yep. Dazed, of course, Dazed and Confused. How do you not put Dazed and Confused in there? All right, all right, all right. Speaking of all right, all right, all right, it's about time to start wrapping this up, man, because we, we got to hit it. The Bucks are taking on the Flyers. Tommy predicts the Bucks by at least 10 tonight. Uh, Giannis is out, but Bobby Portis is in. Things will definitely, definitely be changing. We'll be back again with you next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of the show. Bucks Heat Game 2 coming your way in just a couple of minutes. Our thanks again to Bruce, Bruce Charles, 
from living in Seattle now. He is our West Coast correspondent for the drive through window. We could not be happier. Tommy, thanks for all your hard work. As always, Bucks basketball after this on WTMJ.